welcome back to the tournament podcast. I'm Nia D'Amelio. Oh. He's Trent Dozier. And sorry, guys, we don't have another tournament quite yet. When was the last time we even recorded? I don't know. I mean, I know we released an episode two weeks ago, but we, we recorded, recorded that episode when the first, when the Ewan McGregor episode was released. Wow. So like a month almost. Wow. Guys, it's been a crazy month. Crazy day, huh? <laughs> Sky turned out to be a big. Um, yeah, you Rick know. and Morty. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we've been we were traveling around. We were uh, truly September. traveling around. We uh, went to the Bay Area, went to Chicago. I was in Colorado. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> so we just had a lot going on and. We do not have a tournament for you today, but we have a tournament for you next week, starting a great run of tournaments. Um, I'm very excited for the next several. Yeah, you know, when you take a break, you just want to kind of ease back into it, too. So we're easing back into it. So we're easing back into it. We owe you guys um, the results of our SNL draft. Which, continue. Um, And then we are going to talk about a talked to death, about a, a talk to death pop culture event the don't worry darling release but we saw it the day it came out and uh we're going to talk about the press surrounding it and the movie itself and our reactions to the movie and some of the criticism surrounding the movie we're a couple of dwd heads over here we love the drama <laughs> i don't know if we are dwd heads but we definitely love the drama we were a couple of d-o-d-w-d heads drama of yeah don't exactly. worry darling heads exactly um, okay, well, let's start where we ended then, with the SNL okay. draft. And we just watched the premiere episode today Yes. Uh, of SNL, and our good friend Molly Carney is on the show. Yes, Molly and Carney. They were great. They were great. They didn't have much to do, but I can't wait to see them develop on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Um, okay, technically... Neil won the draft, but here's why I say this. Okay. <laughs> and Nia knows this. I am under the belief. Come on, Trent. <laughs> Nia, when we were in Chicago. Trent, no! <laughs> that you know for fact that this is not the case. But it lines up. <laughs> Trent, this isn't the case. This When he says this, know that it is factually untrue i'm putting forth a conspiracy theory when we were in chicago we were a couple days into voting for the snl best (laughs) snl cast and nia was going through google drive her google drive trying to clear some space and i believe she accidentally deleted the link to the vote center because (laughs) Two days later, I noticed that our vote center was down. And maybe some of you noticed it as well. I don't know. Uh, no, one, no one reached out, so maybe nobody did notice it. But our vote center has been down for, like, the last, you know, since that day or whatever. And, um, yeah, so we only got uh, – we'd never say how many votes we got. We're all about the percentages here. We only got 13 people voting in this, which – Is low. That is an understatement. <laughs> 13 people is an understatement. But oh, just let the record show. I am disputing the official results, but they are as follows. Nia D'Amelio 
has defeated me, Trent Dozier, in the SNL cash draft. Nia wins with 69.2% of the vote. Nine to four. Thank you, everybody who voted for my team. Um, We're making Phil Hartman proud, and that's all I aim to do in this life. So... Yeah, I actually got a lot of feedback that nobody liked my new musical guest pick. No. (laughs) Why would you, one, lie about me, and then two, insult me about something completely different? You know, I'm I'm a poor loser, I think would be the... (laughs) Yeah, well, I know that. In summation, I'd say those would be the reasonings. I've I've known Trent for six years, and I I know he's a poor loser. (laughs) Yeah. I, I take it I take it poorly and I and that's something I'm trying to work on. Oh, okay, good. Um, just to we'll I'll just reread everything and then we can wrap up our final thoughts on this. Okay. Nia's cast was of course Phil Hartman, Egon Wodum, Will Ferrell, Kate McKinnon, Dana Carvey, Amy Poehler, Andy Samberg, A.D. Bryant, Jay Farrow, Sherry O'Terry, Bobby Moynihan, and Kristen Wiig. Her update anchor was Seth Meyers. Her three hosts were Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio, and John Hamm, and her three musical guests were Paul Simon, Dennis Wilson, and One Direction. And I think that maybe my John Hamm choice was reflected positively in the premiere episode of this season of Saturday Night Live because John Hamm made a guest appearance. Yeah, and uh, as a host expert, and I was like, yeah, he's the best host. Kate McKinnon and Sherry O'Terry are both no longer on the show, but they were both named. They were both the mentioned. <laughs> they were By both. name. As and was Will Ferrell. Will yeah. Oops. Only icons. Mm. Oops, all icons. Well, That's my team. Congratulations. Woohoo. My guests are in order. Um, okay. Moving I'll on. sacrifice my debut on SNL as a musical artist if it means I can win this track. Your priorities are all messed up <laughs> if that's what you're if that's where you're at. <sighs> all right. Let's get let's move on. Okay. All right. Don't worry, darling. The floor is yours. Okay, so you know, we're a bunch of pop culture heads and a couple weeks ago we did an episode about Ewan McGregor and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Looking like light drama in retrospect. <laughs> and we have talked about a variety of dramas in the past. We mm-hmm. did the fr- when I feel like when we when he did the Friends cast. Oh, talked about um, the drama thing. Most of them, yeah. Like we oh, yeah, and kids in the hall too. Kids in the hall. Uh, go to our the Patreon tridentnetwork.com slash. I'm sorry, patreon.com slash the Trident Network um, to listen to our kids in the hall episode. But yeah, uh, we love drama. Is the is the short of it? And don't worry, darling. Was a movie. I'm not kidding. I've been looking forward to for like a year. Yeah. And it's because, you know, if you listen to this show, you know we love the Oscars. Yes. And it felt to me like a big Oscar contender. Now that we are here. Well, yeah. I don't. Yeah, now that we're here. (laughs) I don't think it's got a shot at all. Yes, a year ago, it looked incredibly promising on paper. Olivia Wilde, obviously um, an accomplished actor, but, you know. A, an incredibly uh, like high-profile up-and-coming director, and you know I loved Booksmart. Which yes, was Trent loved Booksmart. Her her first uh, feature that she directed. I liked it. Trent loved. Yeah, it. I loved it. So I, I've been I've been anticipating the movie even more than Nia, I think. Um, 
And, you know, obviously Florence Pugh. Well, I love Florence Pugh, yeah. And um, Harry Styles, and he has a big 1D head. I am a big 1D head. Um, So, you know, there was a lot to look forward to in this movie. Nick Kroll, of course, Caper Lant, Asif Ali. <laughs> Asif Ali. A bunch of people. We it, love it was a bunch him. of people we love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris Pine. Oh, my. Mama. Holy um, cow, Chris Pine. So, yeah, great cast. You know, kind of interesting um, premise in that. Oh, we, the exact era I'm constantly well, yeah. interested in. It was just like a, a movie that felt really made for yeah. the two of us. And then the trailer finally came out, and we were both just like, uh-huh, double down. It looked so good. And then... The drama. And then the drama started. And then the crying started. Exactly. And then the drama started, and then the reviews came in, and then we saw it. Yeah. And so that's kind of like the series of events that happened outside of us. And the drama I was very interested in from the get-go. Yeah. Because I'd heard I'd heard that Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde did not get along because of the Harry Styles situation, mm-hmm. pretty much right after it became public that Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles were dating. Mm-hmm. But that's all I'd heard. Mm-hmm. And then like six weeks ago, maybe, all this stuff, maybe not even six weeks ago, maybe like only a month ago. I don't know. All this what stuff All this stuff came out about more drama. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf became involved like, there was so much drama. And really, it can all be boiled down to Olivia Wilde digging her own grave in yeah. multiple different ways, I feel like. Yes, absolutely. Olivia Wilde got a big head about directing this movie, and every single press thing she did for it yeah. just made her look worse. Yeah, well, un. In a lot of ways, it was fine at the time, and then stuff started being revealed, and it's... I'd say the only thing that didn't make her look bad was when Jason Sudeikis served her custody papers at CinemaCon. Right. Everything else she did was her own undoing. Yeah. So, the drama is what it is. Do I believe that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Yes! What else could have happened? I don't know. Inside joke or something. I don't know, dude. I, it looks like he spits on him, so I just don't even know what else it would be. And Chris Pine's just going to take it? He's a, like a man. Chris Pine should have snatched the wig off of Harry's head. <gasps> That's whole other drama. Guys, do you think that Harry Styles wears a toupee? And let me be clear, it's fine if he does. <laughs> but there's a big conspiracy theory that says that Harry Styles is actually bald. I actually have it on good authority that he's been with Wilson's toupees for years and he's been slowly <laughs> going bald. Gee whiz, so many I think you should leave references here. It's been a long time, so I got to get him out, you Kate know. Berlant in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um okay, so then so that's I don't know. We we were excited about the drama, but we're bo- mostly going to talk about the movie. Yeah. And the criticism. Yeah. Surrounding it. Right. The big criticism is that the movie sucks, number one, and that Harry Styles sucks in the movie, number yeah. two. I would say those are the two big yes. things. Yes. And in broad strokes, we're here to say no. the movie doesn't suck. <laughs> and neither does he. And neither does Harry Styles. <laughs> is the movie the best movie that both of us have ever seen? Yes. No. Uh, no. <laughs> 
But it's it's very entertaining and it's beautifully shot. Yeah. Florence Pugh is very good. Chris Pine is very good. Oh, Chris Pine is excellent. Florence Pugh also excellent. Olivia Wilde is very good in it. Everyone, you know what's so interesting? This is a very to me, it's a classic movie where like every single performance is good. So why isn't the movie, you know, the best movie? And it's more like story based. Stuff. Yes, this movie. But every performance was good. I thought. I agree. Ranged from good to great, which would be Chris Pine and Florence Pugh and Asafoli. I personally think that the any faults in the movie are purely the faults of the writer. I agree. The story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like the literal screenplay, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, also we Olivia Wilde. Yeah, we don't know where the changes were made per se. It's the story. So whoever did it, I'm sure she had a hand in the story at some point too as director. So I don't, you can't just put it all on the screenplay. Here's why it's mostly the screenplay and a little bit of the direction for me. Okay, go ahead. Because it ends Mm -hmm. before it's resolved. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a couple key threads that aren't tied up. Now the yes. director's job, yeah, if is something's to tie those if threads. something's not in the screenplay, then as a director you can easily have a have a three second frame showing what you you are you know what's not in the screenplay so that you can tie up those loose ends. So this is like seventy thirty screenplay director for me. Okay, personally, sure. You can think what you want. I'm just explaining. No, I I agree. How I, mean, I feel. Yeah, I, we're on the same page. Which is either way, none of the actors were bad. No, none of the actors were bad. Here's the thing. Okay, I understand the criticism about Harry Styles, but I think it has more to do with his casting than his performance. Like the fact that he got cast in general. Yeah, like he shouldn't play this part. Uh-huh. I think because it's like, I don't know, like, who's the most handsome man in Hollywood? Chris Pine. Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> he also shouldn't play this part then based on that, uh, this theory that I'm posing. Well. I'm trying, I'm trying to do this spoiler for yeah. you. Yeah, well, the other, the people that he's playing off of, Nick Kroll, Asif Ali. Yeah, the kid from Big Love. Yeah, I don't know that guy's name. Um, they're all more of a, they're not, uh, drop dead gorgeous Hollywood hunks like Harry Styles. Yeah. So I, I just think that that piece of it is likely where people are rubbing up against it. Hmm. Additionally, without spoiling the movie, there is a big twist, which I don't think is a spoil. Like I think it's pretty obvious that there oh, the is, fact that there there is, is a, a twist. twist. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you've seen the trailer. Yeah. Yes. I won't spoil what the twist is, yeah. but there is a big twist. And so once you know what the big twist is, you might go back in your head and be like, maybe if I was Harry Styles, I would have played this scene a little differently. Mm-hmm. But like, ultimately it's up to him. Yeah. And like, he's, and He's not bad. And it's certainly a... You can see why 
Shia LaBeouf was originally the role. Yes, you can hundred percent understand. And you can see like probably how he would have done it or the differences mm-hmm. there would have been. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, Harry Styles, is he the strongest actor? No, he's not an actor, but he does a fine job in the movie. The criticism that I absolutely will not stand for is the accent backlash. Mm. And Trent has heard me yell about this for the last week. Mm -hmm. Because as people continue to say, pick an accent, I have two things to say. One is... You're not paying attention enough to the movie yeah. if you're saying pick an accent, Because first of all. Yes, yes, I agree. But two, if you're saying pick an accent after you did pay attention to the movie, then you just don't understand how Harry Styles speaks. As a big directioner back in the day, I've been watching many interviews with Harry Styles for a decade now, okay? A big directioner. That took a couple seconds. I understand how Harry Styles speaks. He is not from London. He does not speak the King's English. And he has also been famous in traveling the world since he was 16 years old. Yeah. So his accent is unique. His accent. This was a very similar thing happened um, uh, Moon Knight, the Marvel show Moon Knight. Mm. Aired, you know, that was in like June or July or something. This summer was when it came out. And uh, May Kalamawi, she played um, Layla, and she is an Egyptian woman, and she was playing an Egyptian woman. And her, you know, accent was not like traditional anything or whatever, basically. And a lot of people were like, "What what the hell is this accent? And a lot of people were just like, this is how she talks. This is what... An Egyptian woman speaking yeah. English sounds like. Yes. Or at least this Egyptian woman, you know? And yes. it's just like, sometimes like these are, this is how people sound. Not every, not every accent is uh, going to be exactly what you, you know, think it is or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's hard to, yeah, you're right. It's hard to talk about that accent specifically without spoiling it. But if your complaint yeah, you you covered both things. Yeah. Either way, there's an explanation. Either way, there's an explanation. And <laughs> if you understand the movie, there's an explanation. It's that that's his accent. And if you don't understand the movie, that's the explanation. You don't understand you don't the movie. You don't understand the movie. Exactly. And like, I feel like the majority of people who I've said, who I've heard say pick an accent is from like middle-aged white men reviewing the movie who like do not know Harry Styles. But I have also heard girlies on TikTok uh-huh. say this about him. And I'm like, you aren't directioners. You only like Harry Styles solo. Because yeah. I'm just like, if you if you know Harry Styles, you would not be saying that. Yeah. That's just how he talks. Yeah. Well, and... He's from, like, the upper Midlands. No, he's not from the Midlands. That's Liam. It doesn't matter it don't matter what my name is. It doesn't matter where he's from. He's from, like, the upper part of England. And the further away you get from London, the yeah. more, like, artful dodger your accent <laughs> is. <laughs> and that's what he's vibing oh, with. Leave the man alone. He does a fine job in the movie. Well, yeah, and speaking to that, you've heard me now say this a hundred times probably. And this was literally the first thing I said to you when the movie ended. 
But the movie ends. Nia says, "What do you? Th- what do you think?" And I turned to her and I said, "If you are someone who watched this movie, and your first thought was not only this, but so much so so that you had to go write it in your article or tweet about it or whatever, <laughs> if your first thought was, wow." Career damaging performance and decision by Harry Styles to act in this movie. I can I please show you one hundred worse acting performances. <laughs> he is the definition of fine yeah. in the movie. Does not take away from anybody. Yeah. Doesn't you know really enhance anybody's performance, but certainly is not taking away from the film or anybody's performance. At a maximum, he was even good, I would say. Yeah. And I would lean personally more, I think you too, we both lean more towards he was good than he He was was fine. He was good. Like, it was certainly not like, I just, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Me neither. And I've heard people say that his chemistry with Florence Pugh is like non-existent. Disagree. And I completely disagree. Like, it's not like... I don't know. I, I'm sure if I saw Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, they're yeah. nowhere near that. Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. <laughs> but, like, uh, to me, they played very much like we are in love <laughs> very well. Like, I don't. And to be clear, Mr. No. and Mrs. Smith is Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie while they were actively married. Not while they were actively married. While oh. he was married to Jennifer Aniston. Oh, and then they got married. And then they got together. Hmm. I thought I thought they were married and then they got divorced after Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Who? Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> no. We're gonna have to do a Brad no and Jen Trent. and Angelina no timeline. No Trent. We're gonna need that. I'm Trent. gonna need a Brad timeline. Yeah, well, I have it basically memorized um, as a young girl in America during when that, that happened. So anyway, that's Harry Styles. Yeah. I think we've talked about everything we wanted to talk about with Harry. Not a bad actor. Not a bad actor. But you know what? He doesn't need to be a good one. No. Because he's a pop star. No. And um, he's in that new Amazon movie, too. And I'm excited to see it. I'm not that excited to see it. He kisses a boy. Okay. I saw in the trailer. Great. I'm excited. And it takes place in the same time period. Yeah. Well, it just seems like I'm not... I'm not... Um, I'm not not excited to see it because of him. I'm not not excited to see it because it do- it doesn't look like I care about this as much as I care about. Don't worry, darling. Sure. Like or uh, the trailer didn't grab me in the same way. You know. What yeah. I mean? Yes. This seems like a very cut and dry, broke back mountain yes. kind of situation. But in for, for London, my policeman. London in the fifties or whatever. Yes. Okay. Moving on to the movie as a whole. Um, like we said, there. Its downfalls, I think, are about all of the loose ends that remain. And um, that's really my only criticism of it. Yeah, I think you and I both... I think when the movie ended, I was at like a 7.5 out of 10. You were at an 8 out of 10. And I I would assume we're both still around there. Mm-hmm. But we were both like... It was basically good until it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it it's the classic... Um, Great premise, great setup. What's it going to be? Mm-hmm. What's the mystery? Mm-hmm. And then it's revealed, and we're just kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, some people don't like the twist. Yeah, like and the, like I, the I morals of too. the twist. Yeah, and I understand that. I think though, uh, just they're not my personal like beliefs. Like, 
I think maybe someone like Olivia Wilde, who I I think she promoted this movie horribly after seeing it. Yeah. Um, some of the things she said about this movie, particularly in regard to how how much she lauded the sex scenes, yeah, is really after seeing it, uh, just straight up not cool. I'm gonna stop you right there. I think we should get into it. Okay. Let's. Okay, so uh, we're going to wrap it up. This will all still be on the same podcast. As you can tell, there's probably still at least 20 minutes left in this episode or whatever. Um, next week, we're back to tournaments. We have our first tournament in a month. We're going to be joined by longtime attorney at Pod, someone we've wanted to have on since day one, and it only took a year and a half, but we finally got him. Uh, Matt Rorty will be our guest, and we will be doing which of the original 151 Pokemon is the best yeah. of the original 151 Pokemon. <laughs> Woo! Um, Big old tourney. You know, visit the TridentNetwork.com for more information on all things Trident. Um, we're excited to get back to it. Uh, hopefully our, not hopefully, our voting center will be updated, and um, hopefully we'll never have another tragic loss like I did, because I clearly drafted, I drafted the better show. I mean, Nia was on my team I, and I think we lost, so based on, I don't know what that says about you guys. Based on feedback, though, that's not what I heard. Oh, interesting. I heard I did have the better team. Mm. Well, uh... If, well, if my winning means that Dennis Wilson can perform on Saturday Night Live, uh, then it was worth it. Um, so, we'll do our, our signature sign-off, and then after that, we will be absolutely spoiling the movie. So if you've seen the movie, please stick around and join us. If you've not seen the movie but you don't care about spoilers, also stick around and join us. But if you are, uh, if you don't want the movie spoiled, which we are going to in depth, stop listening after we sign off uh, right now. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this journey called Don't Worry, Darling. And remember, may, may the, the thing, thing with the most votes win. Thanks for listening to the Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. A five-star rating or a positive review is helpful and appreciated, too. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Pod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our webpage at thetritonetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The Tournament Podcast is edited by Nia D'Amelio. The theme music was also composed by Nia D'Amelio. Tune in Monday to hear more about our next tournament, which of the original 151 Pokemon is the best of the original 151 Pokemon. Okay, spoilers start now. Okay, so the twist in the movie is that Harry Styles is an incel. The twist is all the men are incels. Yes, and it is modern day. It is 2022. Yeah. And where they live is a computer simulation. Yes. The, the like, 
the 50s is a computer simulation. Or as Nia yes. was saying, the 60s. Now, if you like, yeah, I oh, that's another thing. Yeah, we'll that's get, a small nitpick. That's a nitpick that we'll get to after we spoil the entire film. Well, um, ride the momentum of the sex stuff in Olivia's press tour. So, okay, so. Because you, and I told you this, Nia has, in my opinion, the best point that I've heard of any of this. <laughs> okay, so Olivia Wilde, in promoting this movie, was like, we never get to see heterosexual female pleasure. Yeah. Like, whenever we see female pleasure on screen, it's always queer female pleasure. Which, like, maybe that says something about queer sex, but I digress. Anyway, she was like, finally, a movie that celebrates female pleasure. Yes. But the And I was like, okay. That was like... Her main talking. Yeah, that was her whole her, thing. Yeah, of her, of the pre-release press tour. And at the time, people were like, "She's saying this because her boyfriend is doing much of the the pleasing." Yeah. And now I'm a hundred percent convinced that that's actually why she said it. Because yeah. if she was using her brain, yeah. she would never say that. Because yeah. the twist of the movie is that all of the men in the simulation know what's going on mm -hmm. and they've all either drugged or like knocked unconscious mm -hmm. these women in their real lives mm -hmm. and to, to place them into this virtual simulation in the case of harry and florence Pugh's characters they were already dating yes but some of these men have kidnapped women who they maybe were not, were dating. not dating or maybe have not even spoken to in their lives that is big time implied yeah yes and so so actually, all of the sex taking place that Olivia Wilde has so highly lauded as mm -hmm. female pleasure mm -hmm. is actually in the confines of the movie mm -hmm. taking place without any of the women's consent. Yes. Because they have all been kidnapped and do not know yeah. that this is not real life. Yes. And it's... The sex is happening in the virtual reality, so we don't necessarily know, like if they can feel it on the outside or whatever, but I'm um, wanting to believe that they can mm -hmm. because if you die in the simulation, oh, which yeah. happens to Harry, you die in real life. Yep. So I, I would imagine uh, being sexed in the simulation, you feel it in the real world as well in some capacity. Yeah, very possible. I think probable. So it's... Pretty messed up that she made that her central focus. And I feel like Florence Pugh's reaction, which was like, don't reduce my work to sex scenes, yeah. is even a more powerful statement now because I'm sure Florence Pugh, who I is like my idol, uh -huh. like I'm sure she was using her brain. Yeah. And she was like, why would you say this? Like, it's My a... character's basically being raped through this whole movie. Yes, yes. And so, all the women are. Yes. So that is like the big sex scene yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, ugh, just like, what a misstep. It's so, it's so insane to me that she, she would harp on that, mm -hmm. knowing exact, living with this movie for like two years. Yeah. I, she. I saw it and five minutes later, I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> yes. She, uh, managed to shoot herself in the foot over and over again, mm -hmm. I, I feel like. And it's such a, you know, we loved all the we thought everyone was good in the movie right mm -hmm. what, except for Kate Berlant <laughs> yeah, what I loved the most outside of Chris Pine and Florence Pugh's performances were what we've touched on a little bit but 
the costumes, yes. the set design, yes. everything about it, the movie was beautiful. It was. And, like, I know some people didn't like some of the, like, kind of visual choices she made, but those were some of my favorite uh, things about Booksmart were the visual stuff she did, and I felt the same way about it in this movie. And, like, it's such a huge bummer because it's so clear that she is talented and has a good eye. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are uh, people who are book smart and not street smart, so to speak, you know? Yeah. And she could be a genius when it comes to making a movie, but she is clearly an idiot. Yeah. When it comes to, like, I don't know, maneuvering through the world. She's like what people when people use the term white feminist yeah that's sure. her yeah and that's this movie yeah it's a really like based take on people are like i think she's kind of promoting this movie as like a feminist movie and it's oh for sure i would never call it that no do i do i think that that i think where some folk i've heard some folks fall though is being like this movie is stupid because of how based the take is mm. and i don't think that mm. do i think the take is based Yes, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed it as a movie. Yeah, I it's, did too. It's not unenjoyable because the take is so basic. Yeah. To Trent's point about the visuals, my little nitpick. Oh yeah. Is that I've heard many people talk about how they are living in the 1950s in oh, the yeah. simulation, yeah. and that is simply not. True. As a historian of that time period, as a self-professed historian of that time period. I mean, self-professed, but it's it's true. To me, this movie, this simulation, clearly takes place in the early 60s. I would peg it even as late as 1964. The hair and the costuming... The hair and the costuming imply early 60s not 1950s. So does the music that they play. Mm-hmm. So when if you're going to discuss this movie, please say that the Victory Project takes place in the early <laughs> 1960s because it does not take place in the 1950s. Mm. I mean, no skin off my back, as they say. It bugs me. I know, it bugs you. It's the same. It's because like people are so quick to say this movie sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you don't even understand that that's Harry Styles' accent. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know what time period you think this is taking place in. And so with those two like facts just being like completely brushed, I'm like, you don't have it. People who are like, it sucks, to me, don't have any authority you and I to are, say it sucks because they didn't I, pay attention. You and I are both huge proponents of, you know, saying something is bad or, you know, not good or up to par. But we're not just going to flippantly do it. You yes. gotta, you can't just be like, his accent was bad. Yes. And then have Nia defeat your argument either side of the coin immediately and then be like, well, the movie still sucked anyway. Yeah. Have it suck for a reason. A reason. Yeah. Believe or, in anything. something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't like Kate Berlant. Mm-hmm. In the movie, because she played Kate Berlant. Yeah. And to me... It didn't fit the tone. It didn't fit the tone. Yeah. And that's on her. Mm-hmm. She was the worst performance in the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Way worse than Harry Styles. Yeah. 
Not even I, close. I, I don't agree. Like, she didn't take me out of it. But I did say to Nia, she was the most not aligned with everybody else. Yeah. If that makes sense. And there are great comedians in this film. Yeah. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. Asif Ali. But no. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. She just... I don't know. Mm. Asif Ali, once again, reprising his role as... <laughs> Man trapped out of time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Asif Ali, if you know, was in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of playing the other yeah. way this time. He's Wanda in this. Yes, because he knows what he's yeah. doing to Kate Berlant, But I need job now! <laughs> I know. We love him. Yes. Um... Well, any uh, any final thoughts? I think in summation, we don't think it's that bad. No, I definitely think it's worth your time. If and if you do dislike it, it's not going to be. It's not boring. Yeah. So it's going to be a movie that you're pissed you watched if you disliked it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, give me that a hundred times. Like I love Tilda Swinton. I love Idris Elba. I just saw Three Thousand Years of Longing. It was very boring, and I wish I hated the movie more. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I could like passionately talk about it but um i listen to these critics who claim that they're critics because they love movies and all i ever hear is how much they hate movies i don't know i don't know if you love movies i feel like you would love at least 70 percent of the movies that you see well you would also think if you love movies you're going in with an open mind yeah, yeah wanting it to be successful i i I wanted 3,000 Years of Longing to be better than it was so badly, but I was just bored mostly, unfortunately. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Well. I love both of those people, though. Being boring is the greatest sin on earth. It is. Jordan Lee Cohen taught me that. (laughs) Another friend of ours. Um, Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's fine. I I think I would love people in my life to go see it yeah because i feel like we have not uh, none of our friends have seen it yet at least if they if they have the the discussion has not been open and flowing with us afterwards (laughs) yes so please see it so that you can talk to me about it yeah because i want to know same because all i all i've heard is like these big wigs opinions and how they how they hate it and i'm like what about the plebes do Uh they like it i want to know well i will colin rourke friend of ours he also gave it four out of five stars Mm. which is equivalent to eight out of ten yeah great math trent thank you and aaron katalinik also uh said that she liked it but her theater and this is another problem again well this happened in our theater too this is not harry styles fault (laughs) but uh aaron's theater was worse than ours she said that her theater was full of teenage girls and they giggled through the last 45 minutes of the movie which tracks because if you've seen the movie well about 45 minutes before it ends is when you find out that harry styles is an incel good for aaron where they only had 45 minutes of giggling we had two separate clicks of three girls each that talked through the entire movie <laughs> i was getting so mad oh, man, oh. i like didn't even notice oh my god i could not I could not not This is notice. like news to me as you're saying it. For real? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I remember hearing them a couple times, but... Oh, the whole movie they were talking. I was so ready to throw a bunch of crunch at them, but <laughs> I would not waste a precious bunch of crunch. And you didn't even get a bunch of crunch. Oh yeah. We went to oh, an AMC 
the lady literally went upstairs to the stock room to look for a bunch of crunch. We were she did her best. We were it was when we were in Chicago. Stupid city. We went to what used to be our theater, which was the the Arc Light. (laughs) And obviously Arc Light is no more and it got turned into an AMC. So we went in there. We moved to LA just to go to the Cinerama Dome Arc Arc Light. And it closed. closed. (laughs) Save the Cinerama Dome. Um, Bunch of Crunch. Bunch of Crunch is my go-to movie snack, though. Uh, Okay, I think that's it. That's it. Chris Pine, Florence Pugh, two national treasures. Protect them at all costs. Yeah. Florence Pugh in the UK and Chris Pine right here. Did Chris Pine... Home of the Brave. (laughs) Who won the best Chris tournament? Chris Evans? Chris Evans did win the best Chris tournament. Yeah. I think that I think that's right, but Chris Pine is amazing, well, and he's naughty in this movie. <laughs> if you uh, like Chris Pine, oh, I think we you won't s- love. This I movie. think we said in the uh, <laughs> on that episode mm-hmm. that Chris Evans is probably the best Chris. Yeah, but Chris Pine is the best actor of he's, the four. He is the most sophisticated Chris, mm-hmm. certainly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong with the majority of the Chris's there. Ooh! Yeah, stay tuned for uh, our Chris Pratt as Mario discussion. Oh, pass. <laughs> Later down the line. Pass. I'll pass, actually. All right, next week, like we said, Pokemon with Matt Rorty. Yeah. Holy cow. That's going to be bu- strap in, buckle up. <laughs> We're really getting into something that I only know from Pokemon Snap. Wow. Um, But... I'll do my best. Well, that's I'll be little, like, well, he's tease. the best to photograph, so <laughs> I like him the most. Who do you like, Butterfree? Lapras was always my favorite to wow, okay. photograph. Let's see. Personally. Is, <laughs> is Lapras an original 150? Yeah. Lapras? Yes. Wow. Hundo P. I don't know about this. All right. We'll see you next time as Lapras. as Trent looks this up. Oh, my. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Um. Yeah, you know, Journey Called Tourney, made the thing with the most votes win. We already did it, uh-huh. uh, and I already played the show notes, so uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see you next week. Lapras, number 131. You were right. Woohoo!